You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Okay, this question says, how do you be what your business needs you to be, but at the same time, what your spouse needs you to be? So like, how do you manage the responsibility of like being a good husband and also being like a responsible business owner? Yeah, I don't even need to think about it. We've had so many conversations, me and Lindsay and Chris and Missy, and it is clockwork. First and foremost, you can't be both at the same time. You can't be a 10 out of 10 on both at the same time. Anybody who tells you that you can probably has never built much to show for it. Now, I'm not saying that you have to prioritize to the extent where you're like getting divorced. And no, that's stupid. I will never, never place the business ahead of my relationship with Lindsay long-term. But here's the thing. We do talk about it. And growth is a sacrificial act. Growing something is a sacrificial act act, meaning that there are going to be other areas in your life that at times are sacrificed for you to go all in on something. So me and Lindsay have a lot of conversations about where we are in the business. And the best way that I know to communicate this to you is have seasons and communicate which season you're in. And there are seasons in our business where I'll tell Lindsay, I'll say, we're in this season and we're doing this. Are you with me on this? It means that we're only going to get one date night a week. And I'm going to be home later. Are you with me? Or are you? And she can say yes or no. And she's always said yes. Every single time. She's always said yes. And Missy has always said yes. And they've always been on our team. But what you can't do is just disappear and not communicate that and not take care of your spouse. So what I'm saying is that I'm always going to have a date night with Lindsay. But when I'm in season and growing some business, I'm just going to have one. And when we're out of season, we're kind of just you know, letting things roll. I'm going to spend a lot of time with her. We're going to have way more date nights and we're going to spend a lot of the time that I would normally be in the office with her. I think the biggest thing you need from your spouse is buy-in. Do they buy into the vision with you? Do they not? And if they don't, then you are in a difficult place because you're going to have to sacrifice something. You know, you're, you're either going to sacrifice your marriage, you're going to sacrifice the business and you want both at the same time. But most of the time, there's some level of compromise happening for one or the other to grow. Right now, we are not in a season where we are just like pushing and expanding and changing everything at the same time. And so me and Lindsay is like, you know, we have several date nights a week and we spend a lot of time together, but she knows that once we hit the end of December and go into January, we're on a three month stretch, right? Like we've talked about it. She knows I'm going back in and we're on a three month stretch where we're going to have date night, non-negotiable, We're going to have date night. We're going to spend time. I'm going to get to talk to her, but I'm going to be sacrificing a little bit of time at home for something to grow bigger at the office. So if you, if you think that there is no sacrifice then you won't build anything, the way to hold it all together is knowing that there's a sacrifice and properly communicating and getting buy-in from the people that matter. Let's do it. Got another question for you. This one's pretty specific. Okay. So this person, Rania, she works, uh, her line of work is in mental health an addiction sector. So what she's saying is lots of people have huge amount of trust issues in that industry of the business that she's in. So it makes it harder to gain trust and get them to, you know, believe you and believe in your product. 
Uh, she says, I'm excitable, I'm loyal, I'm a genuine person. Integrity is a huge foundation of, of how I work. But my question is, how do I get them right, to believe me? And this actually stretches out to a lot of different people that we work with and a lot of different people. It's like everyone's been burned by someone yeah. at some point. So how do we get them to believe us? That's what she's asking. We're kind of in the same boat sometimes, honestly, because the space that Traffic and Funnels is in has a lot, you know, there are a lot of competing people. There are a lot of, I would say, fraudulent service providers. And Peyton's one of our main advisors for Traffic and Funnels specifically. Peyton, how many people would you say you speak to who are just, they've been, they just gave some coach 10 grand and never got anything out of it and they were burned by it? How often does that around 80, 80 to 90%? It's a lot. It's very, it's very common. And part of the reason that Chris and I started what we started, people don't know this, but like we have at the time of this recording, we, we've got three other businesses that are producing significant revenue that you may not even know about. So traffic and funnels for us was not necessarily like, Hey, we need to make money. This is amazing. Like I saw a post the other day, I'm going on a tangent here. I hope that's okay. Please. But I saw a post two days ago of someone posting in a group that they're going to help people get above a 25% close rate. And this person used to work for me and was removed because they couldn't get to a 25% close rate. And in, in what worlds, I'm just... I'm not going to name names or do anything because that's not how we roll. But in what world is it appropriate for it's like, oh, I, I can't make it. So I'm going to go teach other people how to make it. This is why people say things like those who can't do teach, even though that's not true. That's not true. Like we can teach and we can do. In fact, most of the time, the people there, are 90% of the people in the world that teach something are actually very good at doing it as well. It's not true, but there's a small 10% that give the rest of us a bad name. And they ruin the trust of the industry because they can't do something. They never could actually hack it. And so they just give up and go teach it. Now, I'm not saying that now I know that there are coaches and there are different things. And sometimes someone is better at teaching than they are at doing. I'm not trying to open up a can of worms. I'm just saying there's a reason that this industry that we're in has such a bad rap. And it's because of shit like that. People are teaching something that they actually don't know how to do. And so you might be in a similar position and the ingredient that you have to use is time, time. So people say time heals all wounds. Well, time does a lot more than that. Time actually gives you the ability to help people unlearn things of their past that were not good lessons and help them relearn new things. And so for us, the answer and the antidote is time. It's like some people are just going to come in, they're going to be burned. They just got out of some other program and we're never going to push that person to like, oh, you got to make a decision right now. Oh, you got to rush, rush, rush. We're going to be like, hey, look, check out our free stuff. Check out our free content. Get into Smartest Guys in Marketing Group. Check out some of our live trainings. You know what I mean? Time. Give them time. And your marketing and your content has to be good enough to unwind, unwind some of those old lessons. How do you get yourself out of a bad mindset? This goes back to the differences fundamentally in fixing something versus preventing something. You're always going to have things to fix. I think there's, there's actually never a time in your life where there's not going to be some building on fire that you're trying to fix. Like welcome to entrepreneurship. If you're not an entrepreneur, then that's fine. You can live a 
easier life with the white picket fence without things burning down around you. But if you're an entrepreneur, the only entrepreneurs who don't have some area of their life on fire are the entrepreneurs who like aren't doing anything or they're not growing or they've been stagnant for three years and are content. It's, it's the real deal. It's the truth. True. That said, there is a lot to be said for preventative measures when it comes to your mindset. So I don't know about you, Peyton, or whoever asked this question, but I would much, much rather stay in a place of healthy mindset, healthy thinking, than allow myself to get off and then have to fix it. And so to me, this comes back down to your expectations and your input. What are you consuming? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Like if you're just listening to Ben Shapiro and a bunch of like, you know, political stuff, you're to me, you're more at risk of becoming mentally unhinged than if you're listening to good, healthy, nutritious types of information. Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, some of the greats who preach responsibility and ownership, all of those different things. Specifically as it relates to sales though, because I think the question was like, you know, when I go like nine calls in a row and it pisses me off, yeah, it will piss you off. This comes back down to expectations. Like sales is like skill set and numbers, opportunity volume and close percentage. So you're no matter how good of a salesperson you become, 100% you're gonna have issues with numbers, right? So you just gotta expect it. 